It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. One of the things I want to do with this podcast was to support small businesses. Now, if you have a small business, please get in touch with me if you want to be promoted and supported by this podcast. You can go to Renegades Rant Podcast at Outlook.com. I will support your podcast. Just get with me and we can work out something. Uh, I'm not looking for a payment. Uh, If you want to donate, I'll take donations. If you have gear and products, I will make a deal with you for gear and products. Uh, But I want to support your business. I want to be able to get you out there. I want to be able to get people to come view your products. So if you would, please just contact me there. Now, I'm supporting a business right now. It is PatriotFishingGear.us. It's ran by Donnie, and he has a lot of amazing products. Go to his site and go and take a look at his shop. He has hats, beanies, tumblers he does a lot of custom work and the tumblers are really awesome they have uh, some 1776 tumblers some don't tread on me tumblers the patreon patriot fishing gear logo tumblers uh, some really amazing products so please go check them out patriotfishinggear.us and it has been a wild and crazy couple weeks with everything that's been going on in the world But I am seeing a bright spot in today's show with a great guest and the one that originally got me started into the podcasting. I want to welcome to the show, Lambo. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Renegade. It's a pleasure being on here again. It's it's been a couple uh, couple minutes. Yeah, it's been a few minutes. I'm just glad I was able to get you on. Uh, Thanks for covering my ass because I had a couple people drop out on me, but it's always good to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. And and always, if if you need somebody in a pinch, just give me a call. Absolutely. So, how are things going up in the state of Washington? Bro, we're getting pounded with snow. Like, I got eight inches out in, in my yard. So, I stayed home. My son stayed home from school. I stayed home from work. I got a ton of canning done. I've got a ton of um, resealing of, of lids done because I – kind of did it half-assed and I'm like no I can't have that in my in my pantry so I took everything apart redid all the lids and resealed them um got a got a little bit more organization rotated stock check my dates in my pantry I got another pantry going downstairs so we're we're making some progress here in the food storage and and uh so I got a lot of stuff done today plus I got I picked up the wood I've got a a flag idea that I'm going to make for my studio my podcast studio a little extra Lambo and hopefully it turns out what how I have it pictured in my mind so I I picked up the wood for it today so it hopefully it turns out great so what kind of what kind of design are you going to do on on the wood are you doing like burning it in or so it's going to be it's going to be um, it's actually old flooring is what it is from an old house. It's an old wood floor and it'll be four foot by 39 inches, um, 13 bars. 
so I'm going to paint it like a dark red. The And then I've got an extra Lambo that was done for me in horseshoes from um, Double double something, man. I promoted him a while ago, Double H Horseshoe, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but he did an amazing job, created extra Lambo and horseshoes for me. So I'm going to put that over the top of the flag, and then I'm going to put LED around it. So I'm going to have a dark base with the the red will be a dark red. And then I think I'm going to have like a gray of some sort for the white that you should see. And then I'm going to have a dark blue where the stars are at. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm going to try to get crazy and cut out the 13 stars and then put 1776 and then put a light behind there. So that'll kind of illuminate through. And then I'm going to have the led around the outside of the, of the flag itself to help illuminate that wall. I think it's going to be an awesome backdrop for my studio. That will be an awesome backdrop. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing the podcast studio in my extra bedroom I have. So uh, getting ready to get the panels, the soundproof panels. It's the red and black checkered panels. So I want to do that. Just ordered a uh, computer chair that's got the orange or the uh, black and red on it. So I've been looking into doing a neon sign. And then also looking in at blowing up my logo and putting it in a poster size laminated uh, frame. You've got a pretty cool logo. Adam did an awesome job on that. Yeah, I love that logo. I mean, I've been thinking, hey, I might just have to go get a tattoo that matches on my arm. (laughs) Yeah, Adam did mine as well. For those of you thinking of, well, what are you talking about? It's Adam Haddam, Adam underscore Paul, Adam Paul 1.0. I don't know can't remember what account he's on now but he does all the the graphical drawings and he did my logo for my podcast as well as renegades it did an amazing job so if anybody's looking for any artwork that needs to be done definitely go find adam and tell him we sent you yeah he is he's amazing at what he does and i love the uh videos the the put my face over <laughs> <laughs> nicholas groundhog day doing doing the uh the ghost rider and then uh the one he did of me over bill murray was fucking hilarious yeah that was awesome i know he's tried doing my face and like he said before some faces just don't grab and he's like lambo he's like man he's like i've tried with a bunch of people he's like he got me on the sam somebody i don't know who this guy is but he, he was able to put my face on him, and I don't really think it looked like like me. But but uh, he said you're you you have a tough face to put onto somebody. So I know he's done you. He's done Clint. Um, Freedom. Did he do? Did he do that one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. Stick too. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. He's done several. So he's he's very creative with that. But yeah, I love the logo he did for me. So yeah, I'm looking at blowing it up and using that as my backdrop and doing kind of like what you're doing. Do like a LED around it and light it up or maybe do a neon sign below it and blow it up. So yeah, I'm doing a complete studio makeover. Um, when I When we first started this, we have a elevated um bench almost we've got um two by sixes that are all put together and then we've got holes drilled for the cords to come up so we can keep a lot of the stuff hidden electrical panel underneath that we can plug everything right in and it's all clean and it's nice and the mic stands are on the corners we did a good job on it but it's it served its purpose and now i want to have i want to have uh 
uh, easier way for me to record a video. So I need a, I need a broader desk. So I'm just going to bring in a computer desk that has a corner to it that that way I can set up cameras on for myself as well as my guests on there to record with. It'll be, it'll look so much cleaner, um, a little bit more professional than what we have right now. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the new studio. Yeah. You'll have to let me know how the whole video thing plays out. Cause that's where I want to go to next at some point in the year. I want to be able to go to doing video. I ordered a computer desk and computer chairs. So I've got things beginning to, kind of go the way i wanted to I just need to paint the walls now and i'm thinking about putting in some new flooring in here so that all come with time but yeah i definitely want to have a nicer studio and just have some put well put together it just it makes the feel of the show it it, it changes things the way if you got a good looking studio the sound it you know it helps with the sound it helps with all of that ambient noise helps with the echo um you know a good a good studio definitely helps yeah i wish i could get three rows here to do mine (laughs) this studio (laughs) is badass he did an amazing job with his well he's a he's a he's a tradesman by you know by choice so he knows he's got the inside job on who to connect with and and you know he knows a lot of stuff himself so Tell him, yeah. tell him you'll just fly him in with your with your budget you have for your show. Fly him in, set him up with some nice meals, and I'm sure he can just do it for you. Yeah. Send the jet. You could send the Renegade Rant jet over, <laughs> pick him up. Yeah, I'd be nice. <laughs> My jet would probably be the one that Pete Buttigieg uh, uses. Oh, hopefully it's a one-way flight down <laughs> into a canyon. <laughs> you know, that was one of the things that got my account in trouble the last time was uh when biden was over there uh in ukraine i was like well here's putin's chance (laughs) yep biden was over there and we don't know if he's over there full-time as it is anyway we don't really know where he's at he's not in he's not in washington dc we know that for a fact they will make appearances there every now and then but then they're gone so you don't know if they're actually in a studio you don't know actually where they are at at any given time. Supposedly so, I heard there's a studio that's outside Atlanta, Georgia that they use. So it makes me well, wonder what words over in China itself. At. They have a city built. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, Ukraine. I mean, they have a whole entire studio built for Zelensky. That's green screen and everything. Or he's walking through the war-torn city, and then all of a sudden you see all these pictures now of all the buildings that they were using in that war-torn city, or actually buildings that are doing perfectly fine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But we, so, but we you know, it, it's it's all a show. It's all a stage. We're just sitting here and and watching and eating popcorn and seeing what's going to be next. Um, we can we can yell as loud as we want to. We can call out as much bullshit as we can. Nobody, nobody cares, man. Nobody, nobody around you, one out of every 10 might, might agree with what you're saying. The rest just don't want to hear it. The rest just don't want to believe it. And the rest just don't want it to impact their lives on a day-to-day basis. That's the sad part. Yeah. And I'm doing my best with the people I work with and I'm starting to get through to some people about it. And a lot of people are starting to turn, tune into my podcast because they're wanting to know more about what I talk about. And I've turned a few people 
And I've woke up several people knowing that everything they're doing, this is all optics. We're all in. Everybody says we're not in World War III yet, but we are. We've been in World we, War We've been in there. You know, as I say, it's an informational warfare, it's psychological, it's uh, technological, you know, then you got chemical and biological. So, I mean, this is a fifth generation warfare. They're using tactics to not have to fire a shot, but they're leading up to that point where they can and will, you know, start using the militaries. I've been I've been doing a lot of research on the 15 minute cities and. Love to me and, 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 and yeah i had i had uh i had a gal from canada on and and the bad thing about this is i was i was i was re-listening to my podcast and i've got a buddy that is from trail bc who had passed away and his, his um dixie is from uh is from trail we play baseball together his number is 19 and i kept calling it c19 and that's the internet freedom you know, reduction. I don't know what the, what the name of it is up in Canada, yeah. but it's actually C11, and it's uh, yeah. information um, processing. They, they, the Canadian government controls the internet and the telephones and the communications aspect. That's what C11 is for, and I kept calling it C19 <laughs> just because I had him on my mind and and you know all of that stuff. So, but C11. So we're sitting there recording um, with uh, in, Introverts 008. If, you, if you're on TikTok, find her. Introvert yeah. 008. Fucking lots of great information. She's on the 15-Minute City as well because she's up in Canada and she sees it. Um, we, we were talking about it and the, the, the C11 aspect of it is the internet flow. So we're sitting there. We tried video when we first started and we had about four minutes of good good con uh, a good quality video coming across and then it just tapered away and then it would pick back up so we stopped we're like just call my phone and then the same thing through the phone we'd have a good four or five minutes now she sat in in her room whatever it is that she does her content in didn't move at all and it would we'd have good good four or five minutes and then it would just like taper away and then it would come right back up like nothing had happened it's the, it was the craziest shit, but she's like, yeah, this is C11. This is what they do. They limit everything. And so I was like, well, maybe it was just the area she's in. So I've got friends that are in Castlegar, British Columbia. And I asked them too. I said, man, is, is this really happening? I said, oh, fuck, it sucks. Says every time we get on, we know that we're going to have little delays. It's going to be like back when we were in dial-up days. That's what it is like up there now with this, you know, 4G, 5G internet that they have up there. It's like dial-up. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to the podcast that you two did, and I could tell it was cutting in and out. But that's where the that's where it's going to in this country. I believe. I believe they're going to capture the internet and control it to where we can only do and say certain things as well. I think that's going to be part of the ban on TikTok that goes across the country. I believe that's when they'll try and usher something like that in. Well, if you if and I'm I'm a firm believer that all of this kind of all intertwines with the 15 minute city. You go to the plane, the, the train derailment, you go to the train derailment that you were telling me about today. You go to the plane crash, you go to the warehouses burning it all, it all, you know, we can get into that too, if you want to, but I believe that Absolutely. it all goes to the 15 minute city aspect where they want us, the people who are left living to be put into these self-contained prisons. And they're, they're selling it off right now as 
no, it's just a, you know, it's a, to make things easier for public transportation and you'll be closer to your job. And, you know, but in reality, when they say, well, there's no, there's no barriers, there's no walls that are holding you in, but there's video cameras. And they even come out and say in Oxford's, Oxfordshire, England, that, well, there's no barriers, but we have video cameras that if you go outside your area, we're just going to fine you. You can go anywhere you want to, but if you're not allowed to go into there, then we're just going to fine you. We'll just take it out of your bank account. No problem. Right. Like you're being penalized still. They're just making it sound nice and sweet. And that's what's going to happen here. And the, and I've done two different shows on the 15 minute cities. And every time I do a new show, more information comes out to where I've got to do another show just to cut, just to catch back up to with what I was trying to get settled the first time in the show. It is an ever revolving thing of the information that's coming out. Well, now we know that the federal government is turning these cities into um, investment opportunities. So they want to, and, and I, and I talked about Portland being an old town. Portland is old that to the point where they need to have an infrastructure rebuild so what does the federal government do? Well, hey, we'll, we'll help you with this. We'll definitely help you with this. But you've got to meet these, these markers, these characteristics, these, um, um, th the, these entitlements that need to be done. Well, when it goes down to it, it's all social credit score. It's all digital ID. It's all money from our, our pocketbooks, our, our tax dollars that is going to this to rebuild that city within that 15-minute structure. And then you're like, okay, well, we've got all these old cities that are, you know, the smaller towns that are out there. Well, they're going to either tax you to the point where you have to move. They're just going to eminent domain you because of a train derailment that now you have hazardous materials all over your land. And they'll, they'll just go in and claim it, moving you into the 15-minute city. It's, it all goes back to this control of the 15-minute city. They want to make a push for no electric or for no um, gas-powered vehicles. Everything will be electric because then they can control your movement. <coughs> they can control everything that you do through electricity. 100%. And it all goes back to the 15-minute city. It's just and it maybe maybe that's just how I see things because I'm I'm so invested into that and that's what my my research has been. But it, it just everything is just kind of pointed towards that. So. I, I'm, I'm to me that's all these everything that's happening all these events is to push people together into these cities and you can't grow out from these you can only grow up and i'm 100 behind you i mean i think i started looking into the 15 minute cities after your first episode you did because i had heard about them and i didn't really understand what they were and then i really got to looking into it and i'm really deep into it now so uh like today i was on a live um infinity b 1.0 brooke she yep. was on today having her live and i kind of jumped in on it and uh talked to them because that's what they were talking about they were talking about what was going on up in canada because that's where they live and I was like, well, so, you know, what's the deal with Edmonton, you know, with their 15 minute city? And they said, well, there's a lot of people up there are giving a lot of pushback. <clears throat> but there's a lot of cities throughout Canada that are signing on to it and they're thinking that this is a good idea. And I was like, well, from what I, I what I'm gathering and understanding is the United Nations 
is coming in there and taking up and buying up all the farmland. And she's, they said, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're trying to force us into these. And Trudeau is doing everything he can and his power to make people to go to the 15 minute city uh, aspect. Well, so, just take the, just take the mayor of Edmonton himself. Um, yeah. So he, so, where's his name at? I'm a, I'm a Jeet. I'm a Marjeet. So he, so he, yeah. And, he was a member of parliament. He's been all throughout that government, uh, ministry of natural resources, minister of infrastructure and communications. Um, he was a part of the WEF and, and Trudeau. Um, there was a meeting with them on how to get world money into Canada. And it was all done through BlackRock. BlackRock had this luncheon or this social and all of this meeting was set up by them to get this money into there. Well, Edmonton, for the last 10 years has been doing a complete rebuild. Like they were doing this before, before the, the, this WF infiltration into them, but they were building their city to go or everything was around. And then uh, the, the, the highways went from, went from the South and they went all the way around and they all met up at the very top. And then same thing on the other side. But all of the bridges were all brand new. They were redoing uh, streets. They were doing a complete rebuild of Edmonton. But and and then if you go back to my podcast or my you know my my um, mutual friend was that's how they are building cities and they're putting it under the guidance of public transportation. It's easier for people to get to where they need to go through public transportation. And it's and that's how they set up these these quadrants of the town. Well, Edmonton is 100% was built that way. Well, now you've got this Amari Amarjeet Sohi who comes in with all of this WEF Trudeau government background who didn't win the election. He got placed into this spot, and now he's starting. They're trying. You know, liberalism is is a disease. It infects. So now it's moving out into these other cities. That's why they're getting so many other cities just to buy in. Well, number one, these older cities are going to jump at the opportunity to get free money. Right. Well, all you got to do is put up these cameras. All you got to do is, um, you know, build your city this way. And they're going to do it because they need the money. So, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to the WF, when it comes to BlackRock, when it comes to, being infiltrated and, and Klaus Schwab even said Canada is mostly WF people that they, you know, it starts with Trudeau and works its way down. A lot of that leadership is all WEF. Yeah. So it's an easy transition for, for most of these bigger cities. Now going over to the England and the Oxfordshireford England. Where Oxfordshire, they had Oxfordshire <laughs> England. I can never pronounce that damn thing. I'm just going to call it Oxford. But uh, anyways, I seen where their people too. They're over there, like trying to break the the barrier that comes up out of the ground, and they're revolting a little bit. Uh, I seen where police were pushing them back into the city because they were having a protest. It just goes to show that this is not a good thing. Once you get stuck in these things, you're in a fucking prison. They're not gonna let you out. They got well, what you else do control. you know from what else do you know from Oxfordshire, England? It's a test. Yeah, it's a test. It was supposed to just be a test. They're just seeing how it works. But you, now you've got the people revolting and the government 
fighting back. Wait a second, but, but it's a test though, right? We're like, okay, well, this isn't working. We'll just, you know, we'll just scrap the idea. If it was really a test, you would not have the government police fighting you back and forcing you back into the city. Right. They're just trying to it get was, you to it buy was into planned. it. Yep. They're just like, here, here's your shiny new car. Jump in it and try it and take it for a drive. And then all of a sudden you're locked in the car. You can't get out. Exactly. And, you know, this is also from China. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos from China's 15-minute cities, but it's pretty damn scary. You know, you got people who are being encouraged by the government to snitch on your neighbors so you can get more of a social credit score, so you can get perks to travel. You know, if you do stuff that you're not supposed to do, you're blacklisted and you can't have enough energy to run for the entire day. You can't get a full thing of food for the week. I mean, people need to understand the severity of these 15-minute cities. It's not a good thing, period. Three changes of clothes. That's yeah. all the that's all the clothes you can have, and they will decide when you get new ones. No um, pe- the drones, no yeah, no pets. Um, the drones outside the apartment buildings, and if you notice, all the apartment buildings they go up eighteen, nineteen, twenty stories high because they can't grow out. That would defeat the fifteen minute city idea. So you grow you grow up, and that's what the drones are. Now the drones are not man made. The drones are, are man controlled. It's all AI. Right. So they know AI knows, and it just, it's a quick transition or transmission back to the computer of how many people are supposed to be in this window or this apartment. And it scans infrared, boom, facial recognition, boom, move to the next. And they make sure that everybody is supposed to be where they are supposed to be. It's a complete police state over there. Yep, and then your internet is definitely controlled. Your news is manipulated, just like here, but even worse. It's just, it's not a very good thing. And there's, I'm hearing people here in the U.S. talk about it now. I mean, there's a couple people I was uh, talking to briefly, and they were talking about the 15-minute city. So I had to step in and take a listen to what they were saying. And they were talking about how great of a concept it was. It's like, no, it's not. I was like, you go look at some of these people that are living in these 15-minute cities. They want out. They can't get out because now the government has control, and you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. No, and it's being sold. Well, with it, the test was COVID, right? Yeah. The test was the test being locked down. What can we get away with? Well, we'll just we'll just make it sound like it's going to be two weeks, which I which I agreed with when this first hit. We didn't know what we were dealing with at that time. Okay. So let's just stay inside. Let's let it die out. Let's, you know, figure out what it is first. Let's just stay there. But then it was like, well, now we need to do this. And now we need to do this. Well, well, two weeks isn't long enough. We need to go another two weeks. So we need to go another month. They just kept adding on to it. It's like, wait a second here. Something's not adding up. And then, and then you start getting people awakened, but then you get people diving more into the handcuffs. Like they want to stay isolated. They want to stay being told what to do. That's when they knew they had those people. Yep. So now it's like, now, now what else can we get them to do? They're fucking monkeys running around the course. And now what can we get them to do? What hoop can we get them to jump through now? That's what they were. That's the test, right? They knew they weren't going to control us. 
we'll just we'll break them at some point. But what can we get away with right here? Well, now you've got the government coming out telling these how great these 15 minute cities are. It's going to make everything the the roadways less congested. The the carbon footprints of in, or individual carbon carbon footprints will be minimized. It'll be a great thing. It'll be more access to more stores. Um, public utility bills will drop. I mean, they're selling it like this is going to be awesome. And you've got these people who wanted to self-isolate themselves to have the government make every decision for them buying into it. 100%. So once you get them, now you just have to battle us. Yeah, and then that's when they start labeling us uh, conspiracy theorists again, and we're spreading misinformation. And and look at what comes out today. Now they're admitting that the uh, COVID was leaked by the Wuhan lab of virology and not coming from a wet market or a bat, but they partially came out with the truth because we know for a fact that our own government's involved in it with Fauci Gates. uh, What was it? The professor from Harvard. Then you had Fort Detrick and uh, university of North Carolina. They were the ones that sent the patents for it over to the labs so it wasn't completely a truth-telling thing that it was China and blaming just the Chinese government. It's the U.S. is involved. You had the World Health Organization involved. You had a lot of people involved in this because this was an operation not just on the U.S., but worldwide. Well, and it's, it's going to come back again. I mean, they're going, to have an, they're going to have another pandemic. They've already talked about it. That's what the 20 event 2025 is. And I believe it'll happen in late 23, early 24, somewhere in there. And then it'll really take hold in 25 is, is kind of how I foresee it, but it's called event 20, 2025. So we will get hit with another pandemic and it's oh, yeah. going to be a motherfucker because they is what they did is they messed up with Omicron. Omicron was supposed to kill off a lot more people than what it was supposed to. But it, for some reason, our bodies just, that we all got sick. Everybody got sick. It just didn't kill like they thought it was going to. So now they had to come up with plan B. That's why this emergency event had was planned. They had all of the world leaders there. Bill Gates was there. BlackRock was there. Um, and, and it was a, it was to plan the next one. Well, how do you, how do you get people closer together to make everybody sick? You have, you have devastation. You have train derailments. You force people out of these thinner outlying communities into these bigger cities. And then now we can hit you all with this next pandemic. Yep. And I also kind of thought that the, the derailments and all the uh, hazardous materials that are being put in the air, I thought that was also another way for them to cover up a lot of the uh, jab deaths. Yeah, I was, that was my next thing, man. And, and yeah, and freedom stick brought this up too, was you, you, when, when, and I, and I asked him about this was the, the Roe versus Wade, because if you don't have, um, if you don't have people getting abortions, then your, 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 um, your murder is your murder rates are going down. So if you don't, if you can't have an abortion, then there's nothing to tie it back to for the jabby jab. Well, we know that still bursts. We know that um, that SIDS are at an all-time high when it comes we've, to, to children. They've got, um, 
what's the what's the what's the the breathing one um that is high in children right now oh you're talking about the uh rsv the rsv yeah that's that right now that season you know i think we're kind of coming out of that but it had killed a lot more children than it has in the past and it's all goes back to this covid shot they're trying to do everything they can to 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 draw attention away from that so now you've got these train derailments that are now affecting everything in the sky that it's eventually those particulates are going to come down onto people we don't know what cancers are going to come from this we don't know what health um what health uh um requirement or not requirements but but health concerns are going to come from this so how do you how do you then go to well no it was the covid shot when no they lit fucking hazardous materials in the sky and now that's how these people are going to die. But really, they're trying to distract you from the fact that we, these COVID shots are starting to kill people by the hundreds. And they have to take away from it. But it's not doing it fast enough for the Agenda 2030. So they're, they're, the, the, these world elites in the WF, they're really tied right now to forcing a lot of stuff through. And they don't care if you know that they're doing it or not. But yet they have, they have this ultimate plan of of agenda 2030 that if they don't do something right now that all of that pre-work is gone because they never plan on donald trump winning that election it, no. let's just let's just take it for what it is not that he's a part of the plan okay they never plan on him had hillary won in a steamroll like everybody predicted she was she was going to we would have had this pandemic and everything would have been shut down. Everything would have been shut down. And that would have been the start of it. Yeah. I, but Donald I, Trump won. Yeah. He, he changed, he changed the way they needed to do things. And I think that's why they're trying to speed everything up. Cause they know here in 2024, he's going to run again, not saying that he's going to win because they've already cheated and, and they're good at stealing, stealing elections. But it, it scares them, I think, to the point that there's more people that are starting to wake up to the bullshit, and it might not be as quite as easy to cheat this next time. But I think that they still will. But I was listening to a uh, doctor on a podcast here a couple days ago, and they were talking about the East Palestine and the chemicals that are in the air, and they gave a list a little bit of some of the things to expect that we will see a rise in it was liver cancer myeloma non-hodgkin's lymphoma parkinson's disease breast cancer esophageal esophageal cancers um, female infertilities uh, lung cancer miscarriages and neurobehavior effects such as parkinson's and uh, als so that's some of the things that we will start seeing more of here in the next, I don't know, year or two. And and they already know this because this bullshit was used in World War One. Yeah. They already know how it's gonna work and they went, hmm. See if we can get away with this again. Well, not only that, but the dial uh dioxins that are in it are similar to DDT and Agent Orange. I mean, that's why you're seeing all these people with all these mass rashes and all this stuff and just look like their skin's been boiling. And that's what it is. It's the chemicals that they burned. And we already know that just a few weeks prior to that, they had the, uh, my ID digital bracelet come out 
and they were yep. pushing it in that county to for those people to get it. Then you had that, and, movie. and it was already set up. Yep. You don't. You don't just. You just don't go. Man, I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the printer and I'm going to print out a bunch of fucking bracelets that all have the same technology in them. This shit was already done. It was already set up. We already know that the vaccine was created in 2019 because they were talking about it over in Davos. It was, it was already created in 2019. It was already done before the pandemic even started. Yeah. That's something. And now, and now you've got, yeah. And, and now you've got this, you know, in Palestine, they've got the bracelets all ready to go. That, that, that type of technology just doesn't happen overnight. And it was already ready to go. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on since they changed over to electronic medical records. I believe that was when they passed the uh, Affordable Health Care Act. Nobody got to read the 20,000 page document front to back before they passed it. And this shit's in there. You know, they wanted to go to electronic medical records because they want to put a chip in you. So it makes it that much easier to identify you if you're in a car accident and don't have identification on you. So they want to be able to get all that information and data. And that goes in uh, accordance to the the, uh, data mine center out in Utah, the supercomputer. And then you have all the fusion centers around the U.S., people don't understand that shit all correlates together this is all one big system they've been building since 9-11 plans have been been even further than that i mean going back to what was it 92 when agenda 2021 came out i think it was 92 93 something like that i think it was done in uh rio de janeiro in in brazil they had the the conference there and they wanted to do sustainability and being able to uh, do away with some of the foods and the and the things that we're we're living off of now. This is the push for what they wanted to do, and they had to speed it up a little bit. And now they have to really speed it up because we're catching on to it. And you've seen the University of Boston; they're creating the uh, deadlier strain of COVID. You had a lab in Maryland creating a deadlier strain of monkeypox. Why are we doing this stuff? That's gain of function. That's doing something that you are planning on using. You're not just doing it to just kind of study it. That's my opinion. So you, you, I know that you've listened to my podcast. You know what my theory is on the end game of why all of this is happening through the, for, it's for the next generations going down the, down the line of the elites. Yes. I want to know what your theory is. What is what, when you take everything that's going on, the 15 minute city killing off of people. Now we're, now we're killing off land and, and making it all toxic to where it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's wasteland almost. Now they're transporting waste to different parts of the country, which I guarantee is going to cause another leak, another spill. Now we've infected another area of this country. What yeah. is your, what is your thought about, all of everything encompassing, what is your thought of why it's happening? Well, first off, I mean, look at Bill Gates. We're all focused on him buying up all the farmland. Well, there's other things that are going on in these comp- in these areas that he's buying up. He's buying up land that's sitting fires. He's draining that water. Now, I don't know if you remember T-Boom Pickens, 
I know but all about T Boone Pickens. Oil tycoon, and he said water was the new gold. So he was yep. doing the same thing. He was buying up all the areas where water aquifers were. He was going up to the Great Lakes and draining the Great Lakes. He got caught doing that, and he was putting it all on a ship and sending it overseas to third world countries. Now, that's what Gates is starting to do as well, on top of buying up all the farmland to just control the food uh, source resources we have in this country. But to me, everything that is going on is all about control. You have the 13 bloodlines. You have generational of wealth of families that are threatened. They want to be able to have what they want when they want it, and they don't want us occupying any areas that would take up resources that would be beneficial to them. So what's a better way? Well, sticking in 15 minute cities, you'll own nothing. You'll be happy. You'll be within 15 minutes of walking distance to everything you need, but the rest is all ours. We get the rest of it and it gets passed down to our kids, to our grandkids, great grandkids on down the line. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's all about control. It's all about power. You know, that's the one thing that they can't have more of is power because they already have it. But they are gaining even more control. And that gives them complete and total control of everything. And that's where I think this is going. I think you're right as long along the lines that this is all about their families and generations. If we're I, in the- I, have, I have a I have a friend that I work with that you know, we talk a lot about Bill Gates and his reasons for doing things. And, you know, the, the evil that I see that when, when it comes to population reduction, we know that the, the Georgia Guidestones says 500 million should be the population of the world. Correct. So, so you've got to get there. Well, the easiest way to kill off a lot of people is through a vaccine, right? So we, we right. talk about that, but we talk about, he talks about, well, why would Bill Gates do that when he's got, you know, cell phones that he's got to sell to people? And, and how, how, how is he going to sell cell phones to people if, if he's killing them all off or computers, to, computer programs, you know, whatever else that, that Bill Gates is in? How, how is he going to sell his products? So Bill Gates don't fucking care about selling cell phones and computers and programs and whatever else. He's got his money for generations down the road. So it's not about him. It's not about his kids. His kids are set up. I don't even know if Bill Gates has kids. I don't think he does. I, I, yeah, I don't think he does either. So, what, so in the end, what is what if you have a guy, right? Let's just go back to elementary school, middle school. You have a guy that is just picked on, just bullied, bullied, picked on, bullied, shoved into lockers. Now he gets through high school. Now he becomes, let's just say, he becomes a police officer. He becomes somebody who's um, you know, he starts his own business and now he becomes this boss of some sort. What's he going to do now? He's got power behind him. He's going to now go back to everybody that was picking on him and, you know, harass them, make them do the shitty jobs. He's going to make them work for him, right? He's in control. He's got the power. I believe that's where Bill Gates is at. He's like, fuck all you guys who picked on me growing up, called me names, now, now who's the one carrying the big stick? That's what I, that's how I see Bill Gates. And okay. So to separate him from the top of the top, you have at the very top of the pyramid is the 13 bloodlines that are in control. 
I do believe Gates is the front man for those people. I think they are using him and manipulating him to do what they want done. Him and Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I think they're all a, a rung below the 13 bloodlines and they're just using them to manipulate them to get them to do what they want to do. And I think whenever shit hits the fan, they'll be thrown under the bus as well. I, I can see that. Absolutely. I just, I think we don't see enough about the 13 bloodlines. And I think that's a focus a lot of people need to look at because a lot of people don't believe in it. But if you really look into the history of those families, it's tied to a whole lot of fucking corruption, uh, evil, you name it. it. And I think, I think that's where it's at. I think that's who has the real power. I think that's who's calling the shots. I think all Gates and Soros and, and Schwab are, are just front men for them. Yeah, no, I believe that. I mean, Klaus Schwab himself, he came from really nothing yeah. to now leading the WEF and telling people what we're going to be doing and, and how we're going to control the little people. And like, where did Klaus Schwab come from? He came from a, from a, from a middle-class family that he, he, worked his tail off to get to the point where he is now into some money. And then some, I can't remember exactly how he had gotten into his money. Yeah. But really when he's, when he's talking to these world elites, he's not even in the same ballpark as these fucking people. No, no. When you're talking the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Astors, the DuPonts, you are nowhere near their level. No, the 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 long line of lineage in those bloodlines go all the way back to the very beginning of time. So, you know, you see the corruption and the things that they are doing. And I think with Klaus Schwab, I mean, like you said, he he came from nothing and he's just been kind of this front man. He sold us. So and now, I mean, if you look at the people in Hollywood, they're all asked to give up something in order to get what they want and they do it. And a lot of them have come out and said it. There's a lot of the actors like Kevin Sorbo and uh, Cameron, uh, Candace Burr, whatever her name is from full house. They've all yep. come out and they've all come out and said it. That's why they no longer participate in Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of them that are getting out of Hollywood because they know they sold their soul and they don't want any part of it anymore because it's being, exposed everywhere you turn you're seeing the things tied to epstein you're seeing the uh satanic rituals that are being done by amber vovich amber vovich i think that's how i say her name she's the satan cultist that's out there in hollywood that has them all tied to it you know they do the same thing there that they do to our politicians they take them to these parties and get them all fucked up on drugs and that's their black their blackmail yep yep and it's might not even they might not even do the drugs it's hey come here and take a picture with this guy right come here and take a picture over here let oh let you know let's go to this after party over here now they've got you because now it's circumstantial it's coincidence and i believe in my heart of hearts i believe that that's dan crenshaw i think dan crenshaw oh. fucked up by going to shaking shaking too many hands putting himself out there trying to be that guy of the people and then he fucked up. He took too many pictures with the wrong people. And now they go, look, we've got this on you. 
and you're not going to now do your agenda, you now work for us. I think that's where Dan Crenshaw went wrong because I was high on Dan Crenshaw. That dude, that dude, military, I'm not going to take anything from his past away, but what he is doing now does not align with what he campaigned on, number one, and his values going into into service or while he was at service. He, he He's a completely different person. I believe he got, he got blackmailed into where he's at right now. Yep. And that's what they did to Madison Cawthorn from North Carolina. The guy that was in the wheelchair, he went to that party and they were doing cocaine and had strippers and all that stuff. And he just got caught up where he was there, but he didn't do anything. And he still claims he didn't do anything, but they have pictures of him there where there was a cocaine table and, uh, you know, strippers everywhere. So, you know, they blackmailed him and then he ended up getting out of, out of the Senate. So. Yeah. And if I, he's a younger guy, right? Younger yeah, guy I, in a wheelchair. Yep. Um, very well-spoken. He's got plenty of clips that are viral. Yeah. He and was, yeah. Um, if, Trump. He, I mean, he was one of the front men for Trump during his uh, election uh, process. And yeah, it just, he went to shit real quick. He just got caught up, went to the wrong party, and then they, they blackmailed him from there. Eventually, eventually you're going to have to have candidates who don't go out. You have to be very specific on where you go. And I, and I, you know, you've got to do your research just like us. We can't, we can't just take a story and run with it. Right. We can't just buy into aliens in the sky. There's aliens all over the place. We got to talk about it. You know how fast <laughs> that story was there and gone Right. is because it was bullshit from the beginning and you have to do your research. You have to look into these, these other things that are, you know, why, why, what is it? Why are they doing this? And you don't even have to believe of why are they doing this? It's just, that's the mentality you have to have. You have to play devil's advocate in every situation. It might look good. What's the, what's the, what's the negative that could come from this? These politicians have to understand that they just can't go to every party. They just can't shake every hand. It's really do your fucking job, go home. Yep. That's it. That is it. In that way, that that keeps you on the straight and narrow, and they have nothing to hold hold over your head. I think they went after Matt Gates, and Matt Gates went through this, you know, this this um, uh, sleeping with a seventeen year old or or fifteen year old girl or something like that. And he's like, this is bullshit from the beginning, and he fought it all along the way, and now he's been cleared of it. But that's all they got to do. They just got to say you slept with a seventeen year old girl, you slept with a fifteen year old girl, what whatever. It doesn't matter. That's all they have to say because there's no accountability behind it. And he fought it the entire way. Well, I mean, they, I want to know what was said. I want to know what was said during the Senate confirmation or the, the speaker of the house confirmation when I, and I, the, the guy who leaned into Matt Gates, I want to know what was said. It wasn't, it wasn't um, Kevin McCarthy. It was somebody else. Yeah. I want to know what was said right there. I want to know what it was said there. And I want to know what was said between him and AOC. Oh, that was that. Was, so when him and AOC were talking, that had something to do with um, that had something to do with he's going to get some Democrats to flip. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. I'm going to get dem- Democrats to flip. So so Matt went and talked to AOC and said, hey, you know, Kevin's got guys that are going to flip over from your side and vote for him. And she says, fuck, the, my, my people aren't. 
She she said straight up no. So so right there, Matt already knew he had the ace in the hole by saying you're not fucking getting any Democrats to swap. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna elect Donald Donald Trump. I'm gonna elect you know whoever else that was that he threw his name out for. But that was just a that was a, a bold faced lie that hey I'm just gonna get the Democrats to flip. I've already got them lined up. Start playing ball. And Matt did his research. AOC said no. Well, I don't trust AOC any further than you can throw her. I think it was great that they did at least go in there and kick some of them off of these committees just to prove that they were going to try and make some kind of a change. But I still don't completely trust any of the ones that are in there. I mean, there's a few that are still still decent, but you just don't know what the underlying thing is. In order to be in D.C., you have got to play ball on both sides of it and eventually people do it may take time to break down but eventually you're going to have to to do it or else nothing you want to have done is going to get done one of the one of the trending hashtags was stand with the 20 and what they what they wanted was single line item voting and i've been saying that for years why are we having these packages that are two three four thousand page bills loaded with so many line items that you can't even read it before. Now that whole timing process, that's been taken care of. We can't have a bill be introduced and we vote on it the next morning. You can't hand me that bill at nine o'clock at night and we vote on it the next morning. That's complete or, bullshit. Or have So that's been eliminated. Or have, have an emergency we, session at three o'clock in the morning and vote on co- it without the other constituents being on there. So. Correct. Correct. So that's been eliminated. Single line item voting. You have something that needs to be voted on. That bill is one item. Boom. We vote on that. And, and the, reason, the reason that it was like that before was they would show up for a couple weeks at Washington, D.C., and then they'd go back to their farms. They'd go back to their businesses. They'd go back to where they came from to be with the people to live in their own homes. And now they have a home where they're from. They have a home in Washington, D.C. They've got vacation homes. They, they, they are not what the original, what the founders of this country had, had built to how the government should run, how the, how the representatives should, should handle their day-to-day operations. They were never meant to live in Washington, D.C. No. So if you're going to live there, and you're going to spend all of your time there. You're not even going to go talk to your constituents unless you're doing a, a little a little Twitter battle back and forth with somebody or you have something to say through YouTube or whatever. If you're not going back to the, your people, then you're spending all of your time in Washington, D.C. or wherever they're at, Washington, D.C., and it should be single line item. We're voting on one thing. If you're going to be here every day, we're just going to vote on one thing this day or, or one thing several times a day who cares but that's how it should be run no more of these you know four thousand line you know items that are all in one bill to get passed nobody can read it well we'll understand what it is in there when we pass it and then we can go we can we can we can then uh you know understand what's in the bill after it's voted for yeah i mean it's i mean it goes back to the constitution i mean it's even written in the constitution that if it's too complicated for a simple man to read, then it should not be allowed to be passed. You know, it needs to be simplified that the ordinary man would be able to understand and read read the bills and not for it to be so, you know, 
big that and ominous that they can't read it. You know, there's no reason you have a 20,000 page bill and you only have one day to read it. That's impossible. You can't do it. You know, it should have automatically been thrown out. The funny thing is, too, is is that was the Democrats plan or that was the Democrats scheme to get things passed. What is funny, though, is if the Republicans tried doing that, they would scream, holy hell. Oh, yeah. They would scream as loud as they could. Look what the Republicans are doing. They're trying to jam pack this. And at 11 o'clock, they're handing us and we're going to vote on it at 1 a.m. It's not, you know, it's funny how things are always two faced when it comes to this government and the parties. And so let's just make let's just start making laws upon them of what you can and can't do. I don't know. Maybe the Constitution should be read again by our by our elected officials. Uh, I think there should definitely be like a third party uh, person to come in and to regulate everything that they're doing. Somebody needs to be auditing them. Somebody needs to be checking their bank accounts, get rid of these federal lobbyists. I understand the reason behind having lobbyists, but when you have people who used to be in government and then they flip to become a lobbyist, that should not be allowed. They should not be allowed to do that. That's just it's another bold-faced way of flipping other uh, members of Congress to do what that corporation's lobbyist wants them to do. I mean, if you look at everything that they're doing up there in D.C. right now is all unconstitutional. They're not abiding by their oath of office. And I think when it comes down to it, they need to have transparency on their bank accounts. We should be able to look and see what they're doing. When it comes up that they want to raise, it should come to the American people be put on the ballot. Do they get a raise or do we decrease their pay? And I can guarantee you they'll stop a lot of that shit. Was it Thomas Jefferson or was it John Adams who said once a once a government figures out that they can vote their own pay raise, you have now lost that government. That was and, that's not worded. That was Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And that's not worded correctly, so don't quote me on that. Yeah. But once they figure out that they can vote themselves a raise, you have lost that government. And that's the thing about Thomas Jefferson is he was an anti-federalist. He didn't want to centralize federal government. He was completely against it. He didn't want anything to do with commerce being involved. As he said, once you get financial institutions uh, involved in your government, you no longer have a government. And he was right. So 100%. George Washington himself didn't want to be a king. Nope. He didn't want to have. He didn't want to even be a part of the government. He said, he didn't no. want to be "We came over here to not to not have. We didn't want to be ruled by our government because he knew the the bad that can come from it. So that's yeah. how they came up with the president tag. Well, you can be president, but we'll have other people under you as a government to that you don't have to make the rules and the and the you know everything else that the, the president does. You don't have to do that all by yourself." We'll have a we'll have bodies underneath you. Right and now, today, it's just everything is so over inflated and out of control, and budgets overblown, and there's no accountability for those budgets. the 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 part the defense department just lost another two trillion dollars. Like, where how how do you lose two trillion dollars? Right. I know if I had two trillion dollars, I know exactly where that motherfucker is. I know exactly what I'm spending it on. I know exactly. Oh, well, it's more complicated than that. No, it's not. You have people who are paid to do a job, who are paid to keep a record, who are paid to balance a checkbook. 
Why aren't they doing their job? Right. They should be doing their job. And we just, you know, it was up to the American people to keep them in the, the checks and balances, make sure that they were doing the things that were supposed to be done. And just over time, we just sat back and allowed shit to happen. We thought the older generations came in, you know, it was okay to allow the government to do this because we could trust the government, which we should have never have done. You can't trust the government, period. Ronald Reagan even said to not trust. Ronald Reagan said, trust, but verify. Ronald Reagan said, if uh, the government says they're here to help, those are the nine most lying words that there are. Yeah. Yep. He knew. He knew. And the ones that were going to be the ones to take this, the government to where it is now was going to be our very own government. It was going to, they were going to be the domestic terrorists in our, in our country. It was our own government they were going to burn it down from within yeah i mean we we've been told for we've been told for decades that america is not going to be able to be attacked no no foreign entity no foreign country no foreign military is going to be able to attack and overcome our our you know this country our military as well as the people i mean we have there's 39 390 million armed citizens in this country or i can't remember exactly what that stat was that i had seen there's but it's why 390 million legal registered guns that we know of and there we go there we go that was what i saw and it's like 160 uh armed civilians but then again you don't know about the ones that have guns that aren't registered correct and that's why russia never attacked us during the cold war they could account for what our military did. Russia could account for the the movements and the pieces that they had, and you know they could they could match wits, match chess moves. They could never figure out how to how are we going to overcome the American people? That's why so they, think, that's why they never attacked us. So let's do a hypothetical. What do you think? What, what do you think it's going to take for them to actually attack us from from within? I, I think those steps are already in place, it, it, to be too. quite honest with you. I believe that that border is open completely and fighting age males are being that were being trained in Central America are now being brought into our country. We know that all of this has happened, but if you start connecting, it, it, that's without the dots being connected. It's just, it's just migrants crossing over. Oh, they were just doing military exercises in Central America. Oh, they, do, you know, they need these cell phones and they need this money to help them. Oh, they need the relocation. No, motherfucker, put it all together. You have people from China, from Venezuela, from you know, all over the world, Ukraine. The Ukrainian soldiers are, are being trained down there to be put into here. You've got... You've got um, they were just the, in Oklahoma. The, they were just in Oklahoma yeah. turning on our, our Patriot missile systems. Yeah. What else were they? So, what, are, what else were they in, involved in while they were here? We don't keep track of what they're doing. The military does. So well, what was the training that was going on in Central America? Well, well also, that was all ground training. That was all that was all firearm training. That was all tacticals. That was all mission training. It wasn't about it wasn't about you know bolstering up their army. They were getting ready for something. Now, the details of their trainings have not come out, but we do know that these aspects were done. And then where did they all go? Well, if you connect the dots, 
you know that we had an influx of fighting age males that came through our, our southern border that we started shipping and training and or, or rail you know rail trains to you know Amtrak to buses to planes all over this country. Now, if we go back to 9/11, we know that these people, the 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 terrorists, were in their little sleeper cells with waiting for a phone call. Well, I believe that's being done again today. They're just waiting for the phone call. They're waiting for an event to happen. They're waiting for something to kick off whatever is going to happen. Now, the question is, is there enough of them to, to overtake us? That's yeah. the question. It just depends on how they're going to do it. I mean, there's also a, uh, a military base down outside of Juarez, Mexico, that's being co-ran by the UN and China. So I think there's a lot more people coming from that as well as from Central America. I think everything that's going on in Central America and Honduras and Guatemala, they're letting all those guys out of prison now. They're sending them to those training facilities and then they're coming into the country. I think that'll be what's going to help, I guess, the UN and China and whoever else is going to come in here at that time. But it's going to take a nuclear EMP over the top of the U.S. to even get us kind of at a little bit of a disadvantage. They'll starve us out first. I think if well, I was just I, I was just going to ask you what needs to happen in order for chaos to ensue and then for them to know when it's for them to know when it's go time. And it, it's an EMP. It, it, they have to eliminate communications because if we're able to communicate with everybody, we're able to, you know, get on the TikTok and do a live real quick. That that thousand people that we're going to reach instantly will then be spread to another thousand, and it'll be wildfire across. That's why they can't have us on that app. Now, if we have a situation where we can't use our phones, we can't use our radios, we can't do. Um, anything to reach out to the masses or to communicate with our little groups that we have or, you know, whatever, whatever plans are set up. If we can't initiate those plans, if we can't communicate, Hey, this is going on. We need people here. They've already got the jump on us. That's why we have to, that's why we have to have these plans set up. Now we have to be prepared. We have to have these alliances. We have to have these groups for if something kicks off, you need to have four or five different plans for different situations to cover what is about to happen. And if you don't have a tactical fighting plan, then you are already behind the eight ball. Correct. Now you need to have multiple action plans. You need to be out there getting to know the people in your community, networking, setting up barter and trade systems. That means going and talking to your local farmers, talking to, you know, people who garden just make deals to where you're going to be able to barter and trade because, you know, nuclear EMP goes off. It's going to be survival of the fittest. And the people that have those plans in place and have those systems in place are going to be a lot better off than the ones that aren't. Because, it, you, you know, when the nuclear EMP goes off, all chaos is going to go to hell. All the stores are going to be raided. Uh, people are going to rob people. You know, it's, it's going to be mass chaos, but as long as you're prepared, you have a plan, uh, multiple plans in place. It's like I was uh, talking to a local prepper on TikTok. You know, he made a comment about making sure you have a, a gun in your go bag. And, you know, he 
set a specific type. He said the uh, MMP Shield, which, you know, I got a couple. Um, I have go bags in my vehicles. I have go bags and stashed out in places along my routes of, you know, if I have to go one way and it, that place is no good and go another place because if I'm at work, I have to get back home and I live across a bridge. And that's the only bridge in the area. So I know that's the first thing that's going down. So I've already set up, you know, my ability to get across and get back to where I need to be. But to have multiple action plans, I mean, you have to have them. I know you have brought that up a couple different times of, you know, creating all of these systems and who you're going to barter with. And I, I, I agree with you, but I somewhat disagree with you that you, you can't, you need to be very careful of who you talk to. You need to be very careful as to who you're, who you're trying to communicate with because of, of the snakes that do lie out there. Right. They, the other side is making plans as well. And if, if, if people out there don't believe that that is a true statement, you're naive and you're wrong because the other side is, is there, they want to know who is our, who is our preppers. Who is the guy that's doing the food storage? Where are these families living at that I know shit hits the fan? All I got to do is go over there, pop a couple of them in the head. Now I've got a whole fortress of food and ammo and, and all of that stuff. So you have to be very careful. It's, a, it's an operation. You have to be strategic in who you talk to, where you have communications, and, and do your due diligence. What you're saying is not wrong but I think the eagerness to set up all of this stuff before might be a little disadvantage disadvantageous to the, to the end game. Let me, let me rephrase it. Then you need to vet the people that you are going to be connected to. You need to make sure those are people that you train with that you're not going to bring over to your house. Uh, You have meetup spots, Make sure you're never followed. Make sure whenever you go somewhere, you don't take your cell phone, you leave it. Uh, the people I have in place are people I've known for a very long time. They don't know where I live because I keep that a very secretive thing. Uh, I mean, if somebody really wanted to find me, they could probably come find me, but I think they probably would know better than to show up on my fucking doorstep. But uh, the thing of it is, is to make sure that the people that you are entrusting to are people that you know completely, that you've known for a while, work out deals where if you're going to do any kind of barter and trading, you're just bringing the simple commodities that you are going to trade and that's it. Not bring a bunch of stuff that where you could get robbed and, and jacked. But I'm saying... Just know the people. Be careful of who you're, who you are setting up these systems with. But you need to have yep. at least, like the farmers, like local farmers here. I go out and talk to them. That's the thing, you know. I want to know that I would be able to come and get a side of beef, and I'll trade just some ammo. Or uh, if you need some medical equipment or medical supplies, I'll trade you some of that for, you know, a chicken. You know, stuff yep. like and that. And there's a way to definitely have that conversation. You know, we have farmers markets over here. I don't know if you if you have them over there. I'm I'm sure there's got to be something that's over there, but you can definitely set that up. Say, you know, hey, you know, we're we're getting into some funky times. 
you you have a cattle ranch you come to the farmer's market or you've got you know you bring produce what if let's just say something kicks off you want to you got something you you need you want to trade for if that does happen if we're not able to meet up here you know there's ways that you can set that communication up but again just make sure you know who you're talking to before and something before it puts you in a bad situation something i want to stress to people out here Okay, it's cool that you guys have these decked out AR-15s and you got 15, 20 guns sitting in your gun cabinet. But quit putting it on social media. All you're doing is inviting someone to fucking come rob you. I see so many people that are doing that. They're going out, they're showing their their stockpiles of food, they're showing their stockpile of guns. Don't do that. I don't care if you're a former military or... You're just a guy from down the street. There are group. There are going to be gangs and there are going to be groups of people, marauders that are going to go out there and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember Tim on TikTok. And, oh, he, he was showing where he lived. His address was in, in the video. That's why I wrote it down. Don't give out your name. Don't give out your uh, giveaway where you live. That's why anytime I do a TikTok, I always have a green screen or if I'm outside, the the cameras pointed straight up and in, into the air i don't want to give away any possible connection of where i live or where i'm going and the things i have and places i go to stash shit you know i always look over my shoulder make sure i'm not followed you know i got a dash yeah. cam and i got a cam that's mounted on the back of my vehicle that's in the back window so i can see who's following me and who's in front of me so you just got to be smart about what you do. Don't go out here and put everything on, on TikTok and Instagram and, and just give people the invitation to come rob you. Yeah, nope, exactly. Just, just be smart. Just be smart about what you're doing, the content you're putting out there, who you're, who you're talking to. Um, I would refer everybody to go to my link tree and I've got uh, freedom sticks, uh, action survival plans, um, or his uh, basic survival workshop. He, he does a great job. It's three hours long and it's full of information. If you don't know where to even start, if you don't know what even an action plan is, if you think that, you know, something might happen natural disaster wise, EMP wise, and you don't know where to start, go to right there, go to the, you know, survive with the basics, uh, freedom stick virtual workshop there and it's full of information. That's, that's exactly where I would start. Yeah, and I got it on my link tree as well for his uh, survival course. Um, others, there's one other guy that's out there that I really like, and I've been following him for the like, last 10 years, and that's Black Scout Survival. Uh, he gives little tips and tricks on how to do things. So if you're in a survival situation, you know, he shows you how to do simple little tricks. So you can check him out on YouTube as well. But I think it's a necessity. People need to learn how to bushcraft. People need to know how to do survival. You know, just go out and practice starting a fire because you never know when you're going to need it. It's not just about... Filter water. Yeah, it's it's imperative that we know how to survive in any kind of situation, whether it's a natural disaster, EMP, uh, economic collapse, uh Earthquake, because, you know, a lot of us live on some major fault lines or li live near uh, volcanoes. So it's important that you learn the basic things of how to build a simple A-frame shelter or a lean-to. 
I mean, it's things like that that can help save your life. Yeah, and right there, you know, we I just got to talking about have have three, four, five different plans, and right there, you've mentioned three different things of that you would need a different plan for each of them. A volcano goes off, earthquake goes off, um, EMP blast, a, a flooding. I mean, the, a train derailment. How many people in in that Palestine area were were ready for something? Who who were preppers? Who were you know, prepared for anything to happen, any natural disaster, any accident to happen, how many of those people were prepared that they had, they were, they were ready with food. They were ready with water. They were ready with, you know, whatever was needed. That would be, you know, obviously you're not going to get that answer, but it would be an interesting poll to take of, yeah, I was, I was prepared. It shit happened, but my, me and my family were, were plenty of food, plenty of water. We're good to go. Yep. It's just, people just need to be prepared. I always say, I mean, yeah, it's okay if you have 30 days worth of food, but to me, uh, you need at least three to six months worth of food and water. You just never know. I mean, anything could happen and at least you would be set for three to four, three to six months. My favorite comment that I get is, well, I just went grocery shopping. I'm good for a while. (laughs) Okay. Well, what are you, what are you, what are you eating for the next, you know, two or three weeks then. Well, I just went grocery shopping. Okay. Uh, so what, what food storage do you have set up? Well, I, I just went grocery shopping. I said, okay, you're not prepared then you, you're prepared for the next two or three weeks because that's the food that you and your family needs. But in an, in the event that something happens, what do you have for a month down the road? What do you have for two months, five months down the road? That's what you're preparing for. It's not about your daily grocery shopping or your, your weekly grocery shopping that you're doing. That's, that's stuff that you should be doing. You know, that's stuff that you're going to do in general anyway. It's the past that. That's where you get into food storage, looking at dates, rotating stock, um, taking stuff like bags. You find a bag of rice, a 10-pound bag of rice that's on sale, bring that shit home and can mm-hmm. it. You know, do just – whatever uh, instant potatoes uh instant milk you know you're not ugh. growing up i've had instant milk no i'm good i'm good but i'll use it to bake with you know yeah. my grandma used to do that all the time she'd bake with that instant milk all the time because it saved on having to use my granddad owned a dairy farm so it saved on having to use that milk for you know baking a cake or whatever but it was the instant milk. It was that powdered milk that she used for all that stuff. So that you can, you can definitely use stuff like that, but get it out of the boxes, get it out of the boxes, get it out of the daylight, get it out of those fluctuating temperature areas, get it into a stable place, put it in the totes. I don't care the, the system that you use, just make sure that you're rotating stock as well as just because the date on a can says, Oh man, it's expired in you know, January of 23 that can is still good for another two or three, four years. Correct. Unless it's got, unless it's got some rust on it, unless it's got a, a kink in it, unless it's got, you know, a dent in it or whatever, then you've got, then you might have some problems there, but all of that stuff is packaged and processed and put into those cans to last for a very long time past that use by date. Okay. So just remember that. And I, I buy a lot of stuff that, um, I'm able to can, I'm able to put in the jars. I'm able to, you know, just, just to have, but I, I definitely buy those sale, those sale items and the dollar store, use the dollar store, use it. 
go get candles, go get your, your storage, um, you know, your, your Ziploc bags, go get whatever, you know, zip ties. Yep. Use super the dollar store to get your, your prepping started. Super glue. Buy lots of super glue. And they have medications there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, it might be a, a lower quality, but if you can't go to the store, which is going to be raided, you know that there's going to be Jack Diddley squat left there at the store and you can get to a dollar store and you, or, or now you can stock up and it's a dollar then then stock up on it. You don't have to use it. And if you, and let's just say you'd end up not using anything from the dollar store. What are you out? A couple bucks. Yep. Who cares? You can go to Lowe's and get the uh, food grade, uh, five gallon buckets with a lid and you can just take your rice, take, all that rice, put it in a five-gallon bucket and get an oxygen, oxygen absorber and put it in there, and you got rice for a long time. I mean, yeah, I've, I've uh, started um, just combining jars. So, like, you have, uh, you know, if you're a, 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 a split pea and ham guy, if you're a mixed, a mixed bean soup guy, if you're a chili guy, you can put all of those um, ingredients that you need into the jars right away and then when you go to use them you just dump the whole jar in there it's got all the spices it's got everything that you need already in there now you just got to deal with the you know boiling the beans and you know that whole process right. but it's already done and that's not that's not prepping or i mean it is prepping but it's it's you're going to use it anyway you're this is stuff that you're going to use in a in a daily basis in that weekly meal plan in that but if you don't get to it it's not going to go bad it's already in your storage phase of having the three month, six month, nine month food prep. So it, it's stuff that, that you can definitely do. Definitely stock up on the medical stuff. I mean, Vaseline, uh, iodine, rubbing alcohol, uh, hydrogen peroxide, iodine, that's shit that you might need. It's things that you can just, as I say to people whenever they're prepping, and I've been prepping for a long, long time, and I got a lot of shit, but I just take like $15, $20 out of every, every paycheck, every grocery trip, and I'll buy a flat of soup, or I'll buy a four or five bags of five-pound rice, or I'll buy beans, you know, and I'll just do that $20, $15, $20 every week doing different items that way. I stay stocked up and that's my stock. That's not my groceries. That's separate whenever I buy just groceries. But, you know, whenever I go out and buy stuff, say I have $100 budgeted, $80 is towards my weekly consumption. The other 20 is for stock. And when you are stocking, when you are setting up your food pantry, your food storage, make sure it's stuff that your family will eat. Yeah. Don't just buy shit just to buy shit and say, oh, I've got a full pantry of food. Well, if your family's not going to eat it, what good is it going to do? Right. Unless you're really fucking hungry, then you're going to eat just about anything. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. Hey, that's why I tell everybody whenever I stock up on a lot of food condiments like fucking mustard and ketchup and barbecue sauce, they're like, why do you have? Why would you want to do so much of that? I was like, well, because we start running out of things to eat. There's plenty of stupid humans I can easily barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and and or or this is the other thing too. Let's say that there are very popular items. Let's just say, bar. Let's just take barbecue sauce, ketchup, mustard. 
Okay. Let's say you're not a condiment person. You need to buy those anyway, because in the event that we are going to have to barter, we are going to have to make trades. We are going to have to, you know, if you want a cup of coffee, I got a thing of barbecue sauce. I'll, I'll trade you my, my barbecue sauce for your coffee. Now we, you have a, you have a barter box and I've got a, I've got a box going, um, you know, for barter items, but that have that kind of stuff in there, honey packets, salt packets, mm-hmm. um, individual garlic packets, pepper, you know, have that kind of stuff in there that you're able to barter with other people to ha- give yourself an option to get something that they have. So Perfect. just because you don't like it doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't, you can't use it to your advantage. Absolutely. And I mean, like, uh, I'm not too much of a tuna person, but you know, I have lots of stock and tuna that just for trade purposes. I mean, I know there will be people out there that want tuna and then also uh, coffee. And one of the major things I've pointed out to people is alcohol. Tobacco. Get, get alcohol. Yeah. Get tobacco. Cause out, that stuff's going to be premium. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want want that stuff because it's not just going to be on the shelf to go buy. That's why I want to get yeah. into to learn how to make moonshine because I want to be able to have the ability to have another trade that I can do, you know, for services or for just other items. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you can use it now as a secondary income. Yeah. Let's say you get really good at it. Yeah, it would be a start. Start small. What about you? What what? Uh, I know you're a foodie, so what's your preference oh, on food? Dude, I love food. My, I mean, I'll eat a little bit of everything, right? But I, I love Mexican food. Um, so you know, a lot of our stuff is is a lot of beans related, beans and rice, which is stuff that we need anyway. So when it comes to to setting up a, a food pantry for myself, you know, I'm not, uh, we, uh, we can't store, we can't store uh, uh, sushi. I love sushi. So, you know, that's going to be a, a luxury that we're not going to be able to have in those end times. But if, if you have the knowledge and, and I've been diving into um, just seeing a lot of videos about how to can meat, canning eggs, and, and, and actually, <laughs> I got an account taken down for this because I corrected somebody. This lady was telling people, just take your eggs, put them in a jar, fill it with water, and put, li- I think it's lime, and it's not L-I-M-E. It's not like lime juice. It's a L-Y-M-E. It's something that, that um, seals the product, the eggs that are in this jar. Hmm. It's not, you're not taking white eggs from the grocery store and putting them in this jar and they're going to last. You're, you're going to kill yourself and everybody else around you because you need to have the farm fresh eggs that still have the goop around the egg, that sealant around the egg before it's been cleaned. So just from the butt nugget itself, put that in the jar and then seal it because you can actually keep eggs, you know, in a, like a wire basket on your counter for three or four weeks. Because that that. sealant, yeah, that sealant around the egg keeps them, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fortified? Keeps them solid? Keeps them fresh? (laughs) I don't know what word to use. (laughs) But but the butt nugget itself has that protective layer that that's what you want to put in the jars. I made that correction to this lady in a a video. Count was gone (laughs) that fast. 
So I don't, I don't know. I pissed somebody off. I don't know what happened, but that, that account was gone. And, uh, but she was giving out bad information. You can't put white eggs into a jar and think they're going to last. It's got to no, be from the butt nugget itself and then put it into the jar. So that's so why I just remember that folks. I do a lot of research on the canning stuff and I've seen one where they, you can actually can milk. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. That's kind of weird, but uh, I guess if you can, you can. I guess. Uh, I don't know if I'd trust it because you're, you're, it, to get that, you'd have to seal, you'd have to boil, you have to boil it, you know, either in a pressure cooker or in a water bath. And then, and then eventually you're, you're cooking all the enzymes out of it. So really you're getting sour cream, cottage cheese. I don't know. I don't know if I drink it after that. I don't know exactly how she did it, but she did it. She's like one of these homesteaders. She has like over a hundred thousand people that follow her and she, I mean, her, a lot of the stuff I watch on her, she's, she's pretty accurate, but I was just kind of like, I don't know about doing milk. Cause I would, I would think what, that was now there is a thing called, called cold, cold storage, cold, cold something. There is a way, and maybe that's how she did it. And I know absolutely zero about it, but I've seen it a couple different times where they've done like a cold bath or a cold, cold something. Like maybe a dry ice situation. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You definitely have to Google that, but I don't, ugh, I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather stick. drink powdered milk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll suffer with powdered milk than spoiled milk any day of the week. Yeah. Unless you're going to use it for, you know, something else, like you're going to use it to make cheese, unless you're going to use it to make sour cream, unless you're going to use it for something other than, than just drinking it consumption wise, then I could see that because that is the process that you would have to use anyway. How long does it last in there? I I don't, I, you know, she's got to be adding something else. I don't know. That's always what worries me about canning stuff because I'm so I'm just like, I'm going to be the stupid idiot that's going to poison myself with botulism and I'm going to die. <laughs> well, it's the, it's, the, it's the idea of, you know, we all have freezers full of meat, right? So you're right. looking for different ways to make that meat last. Now, if you have a pressure canner or a pressure cooker, you can definitely put the meat in there and, and do it. There's a ton of different ways, but that's the fear. You don't want it to spoil on you. So I've, I've been watching videos of this lady cutting up chicken and I've been, she's got a whole playlist, um, a whole playlist of, 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 of different items to can and how to do it and how to, what to put in there. And she was doing chicken this one time. And this lady's like, you can't put raw chicken in a, in a jar and put it in the pantry. And she's like, you're cooking it in the pressure cooker. That's the point of the pressure cooker. She's like, it's cooked. You can pull it out and you can eat it right away. She thought they were putting in raw meat into the pantry. So when you take your meat, yeah, it's going into the jar raw, but you're cooking it. That's yeah. the point of the pressure cooker. <laughs> so right. it's, you know, salmon. Say I love, I love smoked salmon and you know, you can do chicken, salmon, and fish, and tuna, you know, and I, it's, it's understanding that, but you have to understand what you're doing. That's the knowledge part of, of being prepared. It's right. the understanding of what to do in those situations. Cause let's say, let's say we get into a situation where, you know, all of our food resources are gone. Let, you just take the walking dead, right? The walking dead was in a, was in Atlanta and they had to, they had to move away from the city. 
well, what do you have now? Whatever's in your backpack, right? That's right. all you left with. Well, once you get through that, what's next? Well, along with everybody else, there's deer, there's antelope, there's elk, there's rabbits, there's squirrels, whatever. Okay. Now what? Who's got that knowledge? Who's got the knowledge to hunt? Okay. Right. That's a that's a specific set of skills. Okay. Who's got the knowledge to clean it, quarter it out, to get as much from that that animal now? Because now we can't waste anymore who's got that knowledge to, to make sure you get everything off of there. Now who's got the knowledge for storage. Now who's got the knowledge to cook it because it's got to be cooked a certain way. Mm-hmm. So all of these different things is all, uh, and, and you know, Americans take a lot of shit for granted. Now oh, Amazon oh, yeah. will always be there. Uh, Safeway will always be there. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it's not? What's, what's wrong with learning something new? What's wrong with learning how to quarter out an animal to get all of the uses out of it to, you know, be able to prepare it, store it. How are, how are we going to make that, that, that deer last? Because what if we're in a small group and we, we just kill the deer, but we can't eat it all. Yep. Now we're just going to let it go to waste. That's I mean, cool. eventually, eventually we there, there has to be an understanding of how are we going to prepare this, this animal for the next day? Or the next week, we've got to be able to we've got to be able to use our knowledge to be able to can on the spot with a fire situation. And on top of that, you need to learn how to make a makeshift smokehouse and smoke the meat. That way, it's stored and it, it's cured and it, it'll last. And people just people don't understand that. People don't understand why there's a reason you need to learn how to do things like bushcrafting and, and survival stuff, because stores not always going to be there. I'm sorry, but you know, shit hits the fan. Those are the first things going, you know, people are going to rate them. Yep. Yeah. Is like, I've got a couple different stores around me. And if you're smart, you understand what is everything that's around you. You have it on a map. And if you don't have maps, I would advise everybody listening to this program to, Go buy paper maps. Go buy yeah. paper maps of your paper maps of your general area. Or if you have a way to take your Google map of your area and just get it printed off at Kinko's, Staples, Office Depot, whatever, have a map. I don't care where you get it from. Have yourself a map. Have your area notated of what's around. Uh, uh, pharmacy, store, ice cream shop, cafe. And and, like, and detail that map and then and then have another map for the entire city and then the county and then the state and then have surrounding states. Because eventually if you have to move, you have to know where you're going to and why am I going to go there? What what are the what's the what's the advantages of moving in certain directions? That all goes back to your action plan. Yep. And the thing about me is and I know there's a lot of hunters out there and we all know these areas very, very well. And like for myself, I was lucky enough to get maps of all the dams, the creeks, the waterways, like where the little islands are out in the middle of the rivers, the ways to link through to other parts of smaller rivers that connect to the Ohio River. I've got all those topical maps and I have those paper maps as well of everything that's in and around my areas. So 
people need to go and, and do that. But let me make this a very stern and very important warning to everybody. Shit hits the fan. Don't run off into the woods that you do not know. I can tell you this right now. There are people that hunt and there are people that train and know these areas. You go running off into these woods, you'll hear the shot and that'll be the last thing you'll ever hear. (laughs) Be the last thing you see. And that's what everybody thinks that they're going to do. As soon as shit hits the fan, they're going to run for the woods. No, that'd be the last place you need to be running to because the people that know those areas are already planned and set up to go to those areas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and if if that is your plan, you need to have every movement that you make already planned out. Yep. You, better you don't want to be detected. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be noticed. Actually, what you need to do is this, and I and I did this as well. If you have a plan, find somebody to destroy it. Mm-hmm. If you have a plan, find out where your flaws are at within your plan, and then you build upon it. All right, all right, I understand this. Traveling main roads, you don't want to be on main roads. Why? Because people are just going to follow you. They're going to be in the trees. They're going to be in the brush. They're going to follow you to where you're going and then they're going to whack your ass. And then they're, they're set up. Correct. Now I have a question for you up there in Spokane. Now, do you guys have these big, huge, massive led lights all along your highway? Yes. Like, yes and no, we had, we had new lights that were installed. And I imagine that do we have the blue lights and that's what you're asking about. The blue well, lights. Well, here, here where I'm at, okay, we have I-69, which is the corridor that runs from Mexico to Canada, comes right through here. So we have the one bridge that we have, and that intersects. It has massive new lighting where everything's lit up at night. You can't even hide in the woods because the lights are so bright. And they're not blue, but they're, I don't know, 15 or 20 big, huge LED lights, and it makes it look like it's daylight outside. But they're putting them in all the areas suspect them to put them for shit hit the fan because there'll be areas that are automatically going to shut down. So that will give them the cover that they need not to be surprised by anyone that would try and sneak up on them or sneak around them or, you know, park their car and trying to walk through the woods. You're not going to be able to. But that I know the traffic cams. Are, yep, and they got cameras everywhere. So, but uh, the blue lights, we don't have those yet. So you said you got blue lights up there. Uh, that's what I was trying to think. I, we don't have the blue lights up here. Um, there might be a couple in in certain places, but I'm I'm having to stretch to 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 remember that. We had a resurfacing of our interstate, which is has fallen apart. But they, they redid the lights because we had some light poles knocked down. We had some light poles that were old that had poor lighting. You couldn't really see the road. It was just they, they needed to be upgraded. Going back to what did we talk about for the 15-minute city, all of this old implementations needed to be upgraded. So how do you do it? Well, I'll take some of your funding to be able to make adjustments within our railroad or our roads, our lighting, you know, whatever it is. 
we'll just take that money from the state, but we'll agree to do certain things. So now we can get all that stuff. It all goes back to having your, your cities falling apart, deteriorating, getting old, and then the government saves you with all of this money. Yeah. And did you see where Cleveland is now? They've, uh, I guess, put themselves out there that they want to be a 15-minute city? Uh, yes, I saw that yesterday, actually. And that it's going to happen. Portland, Oregon is going to be is going to be one that they're going to be doing jumping jacks to get somebody's attention to make them a 15 minute city. Which now, if you think- if you follow along with um um I don't know what her name is now it's it's a Patriot nurse or Patriot RN um and I'm I'm probably getting that wrong but she she did had a video about the the 25 top and I talked about it on my podcast about the 25 top um. 15 minute city suggestions that they're the, they're the, they're the leaning leading vote getters, you know, let's just say for who's going to become these 15 minute cities. It's all your liberal progressive cities. It's Seattle, it's Portland, San Francisco, um, Miami, Orlando, Detroit, Chicago. um, You know, it's, it's New York city, you know, just, just, just use your imagination of, of corrupt, liberal cities within this country yeah. and it's them. And now you've got Cleveland. Well, Portland, Oregon is old. Portland, Oregon is so run down. They have, that's why they're letting the motherfucker burn down. Right. You've got Antifa there who come to the country, boys come to the country. I just, just do it. Okay. Come get your ass handed to you and go crying back to your mama. Okay. Right. You're in Portland, Oregon, where they're going to throw dildos at you and, and then run to their Prius and try to run away. Just get, just go home, boys. They're so you've got Portland. They're that they're they're letting burn down, and it's old. They've got their, you know, it's just it it needs a, a restructuring, and they're this they're gonna do jumping jacks to get this city rebuilt. Definitely, we will do whatever it takes to get that government money. We'll do a fifteen minute city. You want us to be a five minute city? We'll do it. You want to put cameras up everybody's butt and have them walk around? We'll do it. It doesn't, it ain't there. They don't care. That's why Oregon, the, the Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington, they're trying to get away from that side of the States. That's why they're trying to, to separate. That's why I was getting ready to ask you. Cause I seen word today that, uh, there's a couple more counties that jumped in on, uh, Oregon to go and be part of Idaho. So my yes. question was going to be, do you see Spokane doing the same thing? Do I see Washington state dividing now? It's been pushed. It's been pushed. Oregon has been pushed, but now they're making a serious effort to join Idaho. Idaho is like, wait a second here. Wait a second. We didn't, we didn't talk about this at all. We've got Oregon (laughs) saying, Hey, we just want to be with you guys. You guys have got some common sense because they know. And it's the same reason why Washington state probably will not happen because we just got infiltrated by California. All of these, all of this West side, you know, the, the people who needed to get away from the Seattle, they came over here. California, same thing. Portland, same thing. We got infiltrated on this side of the state. I am very concerned about that when it comes to what is going to happen to this side. Now, on, on our side of the state, we've got, we've got lots of guns, lots of ammo. If it ever came to it, nobody's going nobody's gonna to force us to do anything on this side of the state. But when it comes to voting, we are starting to lose a grip. Now, Freedom Stick and I, we've talked about this several times. Washington State is actually a red state. 
Yes. It's the voting. It's not about who votes. It's about who counts the votes. There is no, just like Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbs is involved with the cartel down in Arizona. That whole thing is going to get blown up and it's going to send a shockwave through the whole voting system. I guarantee Jay Inslee did not win that election in 2020. I have been saying that for years that he did not win that election. But when you go back through of all of the auditors and how the handling was just like in Arizona, it duplicates that of Washington state. Now Washington state has already had a couple lawsuits. Jay Inslee came up with millions of dollars to battle these, these people who brought the, the case to the, to the courts and he shut it down right away. He was already prepared for that fight. Washington state is a red state, but because of the, the voting in air quotes, just like Katie Hobbs, how she won in air quotes, that's the same way Jay Inslee won over here. He did not win that election. And one day it will be proved that he did not win that election. Now, I know I do have a video that I'm getting ready to post about uh, Arizona. And I don't know if you know who Sheriff Mark Lamb is, but he's like one of the biggest constitutionalist uh, sheriffs that are out there. And there's a video of what the cartel is doing where his county is in Peni County, I think it's called. Uh, It's down there around the border. It's like 50 miles from the border, but they were showing like what the cartels are doing. Like they're actually having people come in and hide and they're like having, you know, uniform backpacks, uniform uh, water jugs. And they go and they hide out in these little areas and then they have a truck come along the road back up and then they all jump in it and they go. So I put a feeler out to him through Instagram because I've talked to him before in the past through uh, direct me- or DM messaging. And I asked for him to come on and talk to, to us about what's going on in his county with the human trafficking, with the drug cartels and, and just the mass invasion of their county down there. So I'm hoping he will come on. And, and this the sheriff is the highest law in any state. Yes. If the sheriff and, and I, and I, and I don't know, and I've talked about this as well. I don't know how many sheriffs it would take to create a majority to be able to go in and go arrest the, the, the sitting governor for whatever crime, right? You've got election fraud in, in the Arizona case with Katie Hobbs. Jay Inslee here in Washington state. There's no way that motherfucker won. But anyway, how many sheriffs does it take? It can't just be one. It's gotta be, there's gotta be some, some um, group or or a number that needs to be met before that, that that can happen. And the, the sheriff, if they don't agree with the constitutionality of any law that is passed, the sheriff speaks up because they are actually the highest law in the land or in the, in the state. So in this situation where you've got Katie Hobbs, that is clearly with the cartel, that, that whole thing is getting blown up. She did not win yet. She's the one that goes over the election results and goes, Nope, nothing to see here. We're good. At what point do the sheriffs stand up to hold her accountable? Because they're not going to do it through the courts because they're all, they're all democratic leaning. At what point do the sheriffs stand up? At what point do they go, 
the 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 cartel, the voting system, people's constitutional rights were not upheld when it came to being able to vote for their their leadership. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's it's just unreal what they're doing in every state. But to see some of these sheriffs pushing back, like in uh, Illinois. Um, the sheriff that was there, I think they were in Lake County. I can't remember Lake County or Grant County. They made the comment about Pritzker whenever he was trying to pass those uh, gun bans. And he said, no, we're, we're not. And he said, with this whole uh, no cash bond system, you know, I'm going to make sure that if it comes our way, we're going to deputize all the people in our county and we'll fight against it. So we need more. Uh, and that's what they're going to have to do. They're yeah. going to, the sheriffs are going to have to deputize citizens. Yeah. And that's where and we're they get the numbers on their side. If they want to start cleaning some of this up, that's what's going to have to be done. Cause I mean, you're not going to stop the human trafficking and the drugs funneling into everybody's communities, unless we take it into our hands and have the sheriffs do what they need to do and deputize people. Because they're not going to close that border. They're keeping it open for a reason. Yes, sir. So, And it's amazing how many people say we don't have a border problem. Right. Uh, we don't have anything about human trafficking. That's in other countries. Bullshit it's, it is. You haven't paid attention to the fucking facts and the truth. Our media will yeah. not report on that. Nope. Not at all. You know, I think Not was, at all. I think today it was maybe Texas or Arizona. They they made a arrest on somebody and they end up having 54 kids and forced labor. And they were able to, to save those kids from that forced labor camp. So, and yet me, silence by our media. Yeah. So tell me that there's not a problem with human trafficking. And that's why I love what we're doing with change unchained supporting them. You know, I know you've been doing it. I've been doing it. Uh, we want the names.com. I've been supporting them and there's a new one called one's purpose and they're another solid, uh, human trafficking organization. The more we can get out there, the better off we can be to help expose it. Yeah, for sure. And, and be able to raise awareness and get, get these little groups. And I, I've been trying to find something in our area. Now I did find, uh, Idaho, Idaho trafficking.org and have not found anything else other than that. I've got a website. I've got a phone number. That's all I have. And I can't get any other information to help promote. I can't get any information to help. I can't, I can't go any further than that. So I don't know if that's even a legitimate organization. Right. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know. And I, and I hate saying that because if they are, I don't want to take away from anything that they're doing. I have just not heard back from them. And you know, what Amy and Jess are doing with, we want the names, you know, and there's more, there's more people that are involved in that, but I know Amy and Jess, um, they, they're doing a fantastic job of raising awareness to doing certain things, drawing the attention of pedophiles who are doing shitty things. Um, you know, they're, they're doing an amazing job. Change Unchained, they're setting up that ranch for survivors of human trafficking. That ranch is awesome. What an awesome idea that they are setting up, having these tiny homes, having the little, um, the, the, not the forest, but the, um, the, the, 
the farmer aspect of it. I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to what the fruit trees and what you call all that stuff that they're growing. But it's it's been amazing to watch the development of that whole organization and and the and the and the burn it down ranch. It's you know we need more of that going on around around all over the country. Yeah, we need to we need to draw all that shit out and bring more and more awareness. And the more uh, organizations like that that can come out, the better. And we'll we'll support them. And I've already said that I will stand behind Change Unchained, and uh, we want the names. And then I'm into this new one called onespurpose.org and uh, i'm not sure if you know who chris tuff is he goes by him who uh he's one i've seen it on his tiktok and he's supporting them so i went and checked them out and they're legit and they're just like tiffany and troy they're just amazing people that are just trying to bring it to light yeah and if we can we can spread that message that'd be awesome um I was some somebody had said that that is it the Tri Cities here in Washington State they're a they're a human trafficking hub. Oh, I bet. And I could be wrong in saying that, but it's a uh, you know it's a uh, it's it you go through there and then you spread out. And I I want to say that's what it was, and I don't remember if it was on my podcast. I'm drawing a blank when it comes to that. It's late in the day here. Just like uh, here where I'm, I'm at. I need a nap. <laughs> another one <laughs> need another nap <laughs> <laughs> no uh in the area i live in you know we have that i-69 which is the super highway from mexico to canada and back before they even built it i just warned i said this this is not going to be a good thing you know we're going to see a lot of drug movement from the cartels we're going to see a lot of the bad shit come through here and here we are 20 years later and We've got addiction rates so high. We used to never have a heroin issue here or fentanyl issue here, but it's completely devastated us. And it veers off from Evansville to Louisville to Indy's right above us. St. Louis is right next to us. And then we got Nashville just below us. So we're just kind of a center point jump off for all these major cities around us. And it's just hitting all of our small communities and it's, it's, it's bad. And that's not even bringing into what human trafficking is going on. Well, I don't remember uh, one of the things of growing up, we were always talked about the transcontinental highway, right? And just what you had said, that's the connecting highway, no border, no border um, uh, restrictions from Mexico, U S to Canada. It was just supposed to be a free flowing um, interstate up and down. Maybe they did have the, you did have to cross a border. I don't, I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was the transcontinental highway. It was the share commerce. And what do we know every time, every time they start talking about commerce is it leads to more than just commerce and trade. It always has back, you know, it always has drugs attached. It always has human trafficking attached. And growing up, we didn't understand. We didn't know what the, the human trafficking, we didn't know that there was bad people. We didn't know about pedophiles. We didn't know about any of that stuff going on. Murders, in fact. You know, somebody was murdered. Somebody was missing. We didn't know that. And now now today, it's like, maybe it's just, maybe it's just because of the heightened awareness and the, the social media aspect and just how information is distributed so quickly now that we're, that we're more aware and more scared to let our children go outside and play in the front yard because they might just get kidnapped 
but it was always happening. It was right. always happening in, in every yard. We just didn't know about it. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing with us. I mean, we're just a few hours from Chicago and Indy and this has always been known as a territory where people from Chicago will come and hide out. I mean, it was from back in the twenties when Al Capone and John Dillinger and all them through here. But now they call it little Chirac for a reason, because we went from maybe having a couple shootings and a couple murders, you know, way back in the eighties. But now we're having a shooting every night and it's, you know, gang affiliated, drug affiliated, and we're getting more and more people from Chicago and Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Madison, Wisconsin, East St. Louis. They're all coming here. And, you know, it's all tied to the cartels drug activity because they're here and they're over in Louisville and they're in East St. Louis there. I mean, it's everywhere. So it's funneling our smaller communities around here. And it's, it's pretty sad. It, it is. It is. I mean, I just, it, it blows my mind and it goes back to, again, what we had talked about of inconveniencing people's lives. A lot of people just don't care. And it's not that they don't care. It's just, they don't want to know the truth. And it's not that they just don't want to know the truth. It's, it's going to inconvenience them on a day-to-day basis. That's why you can't talk to them about child sex trafficking. That's why you can't talk about them about Epstein Island. You can't talk to them about the tunnels underneath most of our cities that have, that have bones laying in them. And it's not every city. So Karen's don't come at me, but there are (laughs) cities and tunnels underneath these major cities that have access to, ports out in the or, or like portals out in the middle of fields that it where did this come from where does this go well most of them have been collapsed but that's what those hubs are that's what those tunnels those entryways were for was to get into the tunnels it was the quickest way to get in and out of any city was underground yeah and that's why and the, you know all these missing children that we have been you know discovering now but you go back through all the cold cases in most towns the missing children's cases that this has been happening for decades. Yeah. And now we understand why we understand what's going on. Now, just for a quick kind of question for you, did you ever follow the Natalie Holloway story? That was the teenager that went to on a trip over to Aruba with her class. And then she ended up missing. They said that she was dead, but they never found a body. Um, I, I don't know the, the details of it. I know what you're talking about, but it's, it's very, very vague. I don't, I don't remember. Well, I, I think that she was trafficked. I think that they put her on our boat and put her right across into Argentina and they sent her on, sent her on her way. I think that's what really what happened to her, but <clears throat> that's here. With all of those cases that are like that, it's hard not to just assume that now. Well, the reason why I say is the guy that they were looking for, uh, I forgot what Vandersloot, Jordan Vandersloot was his name. He was in trouble over in Thailand for trying to get girls to come to a club and he was going to drug them and send them off and sell them. And that's why I think that that's what happened to the Natalie Holloway situation. I mean, they, they still never discovered a body, but his dad was a judge down there in Aruba and everything else. So I, it just made sense to me that she was trafficked. Yeah, very easily. And I, I, like I said, I remember 
I kind of remember the name, but I don't remember the details behind it. So, but we just need to bring more awareness to the to the human trafficking and what Tiffany and Troy are doing. I, I love it. I mean, I love the burn it down ranch and. Like I told Troy himself, I was like, you know, I, I completely support you that, you know, I'm going to be promoting him on my podcast all the time. Yeah, and, and and definitely you're actually you're in that area. You're over on that side of the country, close to where he's at. He's in that he's in Florida, of course. But, you know, the, the, the traffic lines run up and down that side of the yeah. country. You're right in the middle of it. So, yeah, definitely keep promoting that. Bring awareness to them. Um, turn them onto their, their website to donate any money that they can. And like I said, I'm trying to do it on this side of the country too. And it's, I'm getting a stalemate for some reason. I don't, I, I, I think I know why, but I don't know why. <laughs> well, I'll do whatever I can to help you do that too, to help push it on that side of the country. We just join forces and do what we can do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All we can do is just bring the light and bring awareness to who, who does want to come out and talk. And that was the other thing too. Like I was talking to Amy about it. She's like, well, maybe, maybe they just don't want the awareness brought because they are doing a good job and they don't want to have what they're doing sounding an alarm. And I said, right. that makes sense. That, that, that definitely makes sense. If they're, if they're kicking ass and they're getting the money that they need and they're, you know, if they're making strides in this whole this whole game that's being played, maybe they just don't need the awareness brought. So I, I kind of took it as at, at that that maybe it is something that just need, doesn't need to need to be broadcasted that this is going on, but they're doing an awesome job. So let's just hope that that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, my link tree, if I could keep a TikTok account, it would be at the bottom of there, my link tree. Um, but I'm on Instagram, Facebook, extra Lambo of both, um, clapper extra Lambo on there. My link tree is on all of my profiles. Go to there. Um, you can find me on all the podcast platforms, rumble and, uh, do you join clapper? I don't know you join clapper. Yeah, I joined Clapper about a week ago because I had the Freedom Stick video cast come out and I was I could not do anything on TikTok. Um Glenn, double N Glenn was uh, like Lambo, you need to come over. He's like come over. I'm like, ah, it's like just let me know how it's doing. You know, I just I I got a lot had a lot of things going on, plus trying to get the video aspect of my podcast. I didn't want to jump on the Clapper and then once I started just even promoting the podcast on my TikTok, I was a losing an account right away. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I have to do something to get, to get the message out and promote and all of that. So I went to Clapper. So I am on there as well. It's extra Lambo, um, t- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, and TikTok for now, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long right. that lasts. Well, that's a little extra Lambo and I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Hey, I'm glad to be here, man. All right, everybody, that's the show. So see you next time. Okay, everyone. So I wanted to take a little bit of time away from my podcast to bring an awareness to the real pandemic that's going on in this country, human trafficking. Now, everyone knows that the border is a crisis right now, and this is one of the things that happens with a open border is we're seeing a lot of human trafficking coming in and out of this country. So you see 150 billion in illegal profits per year. 
4.8 million people trafficked for forced sexual exploitations. You also have 71% of those being women and girls. 0.04% of the survivors of human trafficking cases are identified. Now, there's an amazing nonprofit organization. They're a 501c3. The name is Change Unchained. You can go to changeunchained.com and it gives their backstory and what they're about. Now, this is ran by Troy and Tiffany. And Troy is a U.S. Navy chief petty officer. And him and his wife, they go out and they do the search and rescue operations. And then they also do the aftercare for the survivors. They have a ranch called the Burn It Down Ranch where they build tiny homes. And the survivors get to come back and they'll live in these tiny homes and they will receive their aftercare. So they are in need of help getting some donations. They have a merch link on their website, so you can go on their website and buy their merch, and all that profit goes towards the tiny homes and the aftercare for those survivors. So if you would, please go and check out changeandchain.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast. Find the Kentucky Renegade Patriot on TikTok and Instagram, as well as the Renegades Rant Podcast on Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, as well as Anchor.fm.